The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello, welcome. It's Friday night on WTMJ Nights. Glad you are with us. We're here until 8 o'clock, then it's Brewers Baseball. Big show planned. Want you to get involved, as always, 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text line. If you're calling in, you're going to be talking to Justin. Hopefully he's in a better mood than he was last night. We'll find out. He's in a pretty good mood, but last night, if you were here, you know he had a little sushi malfunction. We'll uh, double-check on that. If you are going to text, by all means, start out by answering the text question of the night. It's a Friday night. We've all had a long week. So on a Friday evening, heading into the weekend, what news story from this week are, do you need to really take a break from? You're just sick of hearing about it. Please, I don't want to hear about XYZ news story until Monday again. That is our text question of the night, 855-616-1620. So it's Friday night. What news story do you want to take a break from until Monday very simple. Uh, Justin, how is uh, how did you make out last night after you uh, had a little issue with your dinner? Is everything okay tonight? We were, we were worried about you. I know I was contacted by probably dozens of people who uh, were asking about you last night, wondering, is this young man going to be okay? Yeah, I was fine. I, went, uh, I got home a little late. I was pretty hungry, obviously, because I didn't sure. get the full meal I wanted, but I was fine. I, I was I was a little cranky, obviously, but I I was fine. Yeah, you were hangry. There, I was no hangry. Doubt about it. You were the Danny Trejo of producers. You were you were very hangry. Uh, now, did you order the same thing tonight, or did you go with something different? Did you go with the sushi not. avocado roll? Yeah, I brought food tonight. I got pasta and a burger on the menu tonight. I, I grilled up during lunch today. Wow, look at you, you're carbo-loading during the show. You're going to be <laughs> doing did. some heavy lifting listening to the, uh, the <laughs> Brewers and Padres tonight. That's very nice. That's my Brewers dinner, yes. Uh, that's your Brewers dinner? That See, is. I, if I was having a Brewers dinner, I'd be sitting in there with a six-pack and a few brats and a side of nice curds. But That sounds they, ten times better than what I'm having. Well, yeah, but they frown on the six-pack at work. <laughs> they, they frown. Uh, bosses, are, bosses are persnickety when it comes to uh, you know having a couple pops while you're working. And rightfully so. Let's be honest. You don't need us getting uh, getting soused during the big broadcast, trying to figure out what's going on. So uh, there's our there's our text. I'll tell you what. My news stories. If I could take a break, I don't want to hear about any sort of shooting over the weekend, even though I know they're going to happen. I don't want to hear any more about this this uh, idiot guy who's leaked secrets. Except for the fact that now I heard today he's been arrested, so I'm good. I'm good until Monday. I don't need to hear about that over the weekend. And I, I'm i wondering if I'm a, about the only one, uh, if I'm the only one who kind of takes a news hiatus. I don't, I don't go on news blackout from sa- Saturday and Sunday, but I guess I'm less focused on it. Maybe because I'm doing other enjoyable things. Uh, I'm just tired, whatever it is. I take that kind of kind of a little break. I'll still catch I'll still catch a little news on each day just to get the big stories, but I'm not glued to my phone. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be well, it's listen, I want to enjoy summer before winter comes back on Monday. <laughs> that's 
Is it, this is the most insane because today I heard people actually debating whether they were turning on their air conditioning. Then I'm listening to Adam give the forecast, and it's like, yeah, there could be snow on Monday. All right. Well, welcome back to the Midwest. This is fantastic. We're in Wisconsin. One day we're sweating and everybody's running around in shorts and tank tops. And uh, then two days later, we're all like, where do we put the boots? Did we? I just took the shovels off the deck last week and put all the boots in the closet. I do not... Uh, I do not want to hear any more about the weather. That's another one I'm going to take a break from. Uh, Jeff says, I want a break from the Rainbow Land story. All right. I will not talk about the... I'll, I, I wasn't planning on talking about it tonight either. I kind of need a break. Uh, from the 262, I'm sick of hearing daily examples of the continuing hypocrisy by the most extreme members of the Republican Party who constantly say they're all about personal freedoms and minimal government, and yet they want to pass new laws and the courts uh, to force their social deals and morals on everyone um oh they corrected their they corrected their text but i'll have to look and see what the correction is uh somebody is sick of hearing about biden in ireland fair enough we won't talk about that either i probably have more entertaining stories about being in ireland than the president does because i didn't have to be diplomatic but uh those are great examples of stories you want to take a break from over the weekend we'll get to more and uh I have a plea for Bucks fans and everybody else who will be in Milwaukee starting on Sunday. We'll talk about that and so much more. Just kicking off a Friday night edition of WTMJ Nights. Ryan Noonan, Friday night. We made it through another week, so now we are going to relax maybe take a little break from the hardcore news that's our text question of the night it's friday night what news story are you sick of hearing about and don't want to hear about anymore until at least monday news blackout weekend 855-616-1620 that is the wtmj talk and text line uh you know the bucks start their playoff run on sunday they are playing at home at Pfizer Forum. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock. Uh, waiting to see if they're going to play the Bulls or the Heat. I'm guessing, Bucks fans, we gotta we got to go for the Bulls because the Bucks have had the Bulls number. The Bulls have been new. Not, uh, not doing very well as of late. Not a good season. Uh, so they probably would be a little better opponent for the Bucks just to you know, warm up with for the first round and then move on. Now, I don't want to jinx anybody. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But what I want to do is talk a little bit about what's going to happen starting Sunday because, you know, last year at the Deer District, big crowds gathered during the playoffs. Or last last time, the, the yeah, last year during the playoffs. The um, big crowds coming down to the Deer District. Some of the games were televised at the end in the finals. But um, there was also a really horrible event where there was a shooting. I know we're not talking about shootings uh, today, but there was one last year, which is why we're talking about the story that uh, came out today from the Bucks and the city saying, hey, we are going to really crank up the security and the safety measures in the Deer District during the NBA playoffs. And while that is admirable, and I'm glad that they're doing it, they want to make sure that there's... Uh, Nothing, or, or they hope that there's nothing like the uh, mass shooting during the semifinals that injured 21 people, crowds of fans running through the streets terrified. That's not a good look 
for the city. It's not a good look for the franchise. So I'm happy about this. But what I really want, uh, oh, so is Brian more of a Bucks fan or a Bulls fan? This is not me copping out. I don't really follow basketball that much, to be quite honest with you. I'm a White Sox fan for the American League and National League. I like the Brewers. Uh, I don't really, you know, I think everybody knows my football stance, even though, <laughs> even though it is uh, painful every year. But, yeah, basketball, I don't really, you know, I was a big fan during the Jordan era. But now I don't, I don't really follow basketball. But working here at WTMJ, I have with great enjoyment followed the Bucks over the last number of years. And that, you know, you can call me a Fairweather fan. I don't, I don't tout myself as a super fan. I do follow what's going on because, you know, I'm part of the flagship station. And I'm very proud to be. So that, that imbues me with some pride in the team, you know. But, yeah, I wouldn't, if I had to pick, I, def- I, I guess I would say now I'm more of a Bucks fan because it, I know what's going on with the Bucks, and I follow that, um, you know. So um, anyway, so that answers that question. But now as we get and, and it's a fair question, and I, you know, I, I don't make any. I try not to. If, if somebody asks me directly, I tell the truth. So I try not to hide my allegiances. But back to the Deer District. And the, uh, the, the deal last year. So now we're getting uh, more police presence. This is what I'm, I'm wondering from you. Obviously, you want to go and support your team. You want to be down there. It's, it's a cool, <clears throat> pardon me, it's a cool environment. Does what happened last year worry you at all? Do you worry more about being in big crowds like that? Even though it's outside, eh, that, that, that probably, if you're worried, that doesn't make it less worrisome. Does the fact that the Bucks and the city are coming out and saying, listen, we are, we are upping our profile, we are upping the security measures, does that soothe you at all? 855-616-1620. What I find horrible is that we even have to think about this. But we know in this day and age there are predators who are always out to ruin other people's good times. And I don't know if there was ever a time, probably not, uh, probably not, but there were, you know, when we could all get together and celebrate something and we didn't have to worry about violence, whether it's gun violence, whether it's physical violence, whether it's, you know, we've, I remember being in Chicago when the Bulls won the championships and cars being turned over and things being lit on fire and people looting. And we see that, we see the looting in cities all the time when teams win, which I've never understood. You know, your team wins. Why are we, why are we destroying things? This is a time when we should celebrate. Even if your team loses in the Super Bowl or in the finals or in the World Series, why are we destroying? So I don't understand that mentality. I think it's a it's a mob mentality, obviously, but that still doesn't excuse people from their individual responsibilities to not act like a complete tool. You know, you can say, well, I, I kind of got caught up in the group, but no, that, uh, that doesn't excuse it. So this I like. So... The uh, city's Office of Violence Prevention is deploying about 60 young people as community ambassadors. 
So they're going to be watching on social media, and they're going to be plugged into the FireServe security system. They're, beyond, they're going to be on the lookout for suspicious activity and feedback information to the security staff. So they've got, they've got more eyes on what's going on out there. Officials, though, are they're, as much as we're worried about what's going to happen in the crowd, people are worried about what's going to happen if you park in certain areas. And so officials are telling you, if you come down to the Deer District, don't leave anything in your car that's visible. Nothing. No valuables. And please, they're saying, don't leave any firearms in your car because that's that's one of the biggest targets for thieves. They break into cars, they steal the firearms, and then those guns are used for criminal activities in other parts of the city. So, you know, this is you don't need your you don't need your gun at, to come down and cheer on the bucks. And if you weren't going to carry it anyway, which you're not gonna, don't leave it in the car. Just leave it at home for the night. You'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Then you don't run the risk of it getting stolen and being used in a crime down the road. They're not going to cap the crowd numbers in the Deer Districts, according to uh, the Bucks. They're not going to broadcast though the first round games. Those will be in the um, in the beer garden, which is now this sounds cool is now a uh, tiki hut. Are you a tiki drink fan, Justin? Do you enjoy a rum cocktail? Yeah, of course. Sure. Who doesn't like a mai tai or a love you know, mai tais? Oh, mai tais are the best. Mai tais, zombies, all those boat drinks. You know. So that that's they've they've changed it up. So now the uh, beer garden is a tiki hut during the playoffs. That'll be fun. Uh, they may start closing down streets surrounding the area if it's necessary. That's according to the police. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Hearing all these enhanced safety measures, hearing the the Bucks and the city saying we are not going to, we're not going to leave anything to chance. We're going to do all that we can to make sure the people coming down to enjoy the playoffs are safe. Does it worry you going into big crowds like this in light of everything that's been happening lately and everything that's been happening over the last few years? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the WTMJ talk and text line. I want to hear from you on WTMJ nights. Oh, we are playing basketball. Well, at least starting Sunday, the Bucks taking on either the Bulls or the Heat right now. The Heat up by 10 at the end of the first quarter, 29-19. So we will see. Uh, Justin, if you had to pick, who do you want? I, I think the uh, Bucks want the Bulls to come in. Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a Bulls fan. For anybody. I'm a Bulls fan, Brian. Well, I, I understand that. But yeah. let's be honest. Even fans need to. Even fans need to face reality. We're, they got lucky the other night, and uh, uh, the screaming child is not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I got the game uh, on right now in uh, one of, of our. Of course you do. I know. In, I in, in, our, in our studio, so I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be for the Bucks. They probably want to see the Heat, honestly, because their really? ros- their roster is so much worse than the Bulls. I mean, like. The Bulls, their defense is so bad, so it, it really does not matter. Like, the Bucks are going to win no matter who they play. But, right. yeah, but I feel like the Bulls might win a game or two rather than they could honestly sweep the Heat. Well, I would, listen, I would, uh, I would much rather see a series yeah. than a sweep. Maybe not in the first round. I was about to say, first, first first round might be a little bit. First round, yeah, it's okay to have a sweep. But as you get deeper in, I want to see. I want to see a series. Bucks Every are real game good doesn't too. have to go to mm. seven, but mm. yeah, no, they're real good. I don't think it really matters who who they'll see. But I don't know. 
I, I'm the I'm a Bulls guy, so hopefully we're in too deep too. The first game I thought we were gonna win, but like, did I really want us to win just because we could get a higher draft pick? But at this point, we're kind of in too deep, so hopefully we win tonight, and then well, Milwaukee that, that will crush my dreams. That kind of ties in to what I wanted to talk about your yeah. your thing about did I want them to win for a draft pick? Well, you know, we if yep. you follow basketball at all, you know there's been a lot of talk about the Mavericks. And uh, they were resting Kyrie Irving and some other role players during a game against the Bulls uh, last week. And the Mavericks were in the position to get the top dra- one of the top draft picks. Um, and so they, there was all this talk about them tanking on purpose so they could win, sitting their guys, taking advantage of the load management rule that's in the NBA which supposedly is meant to protect players, but really it protects the team if they want to keep, as Justin alluded to, keep a high draft pick because they stink this year. Uh, So that seems to be what happened. Well, the NBA decided today that, yes, in fact, the Mavericks had, uh, had conduct that was detrimental to the league and find them $750,000. Now, had they won the game, the Mavericks would have lost their draft picks. But they also have to trade one of their draft picks. So Dallas is going to owe New York, the Knicks, a top 10 protected first round as part of the trade, as part of a trade for uh, Kristaps... Przingis. Przingis. Oh, yeah, Przingis, sure, yeah. Uh, so, So... if Dallas's pick is in the top 10, the team gets to keep it. If it falls outside of the 10, it goes to the Knicks. Uh, Dallas did not get to the postseason because the Bulls beat them. Uh, I am still of the opinion, very old school, I think you always play to win. I don't think you sit your stars. Uh, if you're going to be in the playoffs, you know, maybe a couple minutes less if it's in the fourth quarter and you've got the game in hand by all means you can sit your stars but i still think the athlete doesn't owe me anything if you're kyrie irving you don't owe me anything if you're the dallas mavericks and i'm a dallas mavericks fan buying tickets buying concessions buying the jerseys uh letting mark cuban sit on uh sit on uh, no he's san antonio isn't he yeah no, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's Mavs. That's that's why. All right. That's, yeah. I don't know why I second guessed myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. He's on Shark Tank. I knew he had. Anyway, so you know what I mean. You're giving all this money. Don't you want your team to always try to win? Is it because what I've been reading is there's no real correlation between load management and team success. There have been one or two examples of it since it went into effect, but. Not not a whole lot of results for teams saying, "Oh yeah, it's it's going to be, you know, we, we we're going to win because if we tank, we're going to get the draft pick." And we all know one player, uh, unless they're generational players like uh, LeBron or Michael Jordan, maybe Steph Curry, you need a lot more than one player to win in this in that league. So I'm not I am not a fan of this and I'm glad the NBA did this because I think it's I think it's a punk move by any team that sits their stars at the end. And I also, you know, 
I know I said the athletes don't know, owe us anything, and they don't, but there's a lot of uh, hamstrings and groin injuries toward the end of the season. And that that's always seems a little suspect to me. Suddenly everybody's hurt, but they'll be back in time for the playoffs. That seems weird. Now, Justin, you're a basketball maven. Yes. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of this? This is just, it's so weird because I understand, like, where Mark Cuban's coming from. Because just to kind of set the stage, like, Jason Kidd's their head coach, and he had no kind of say in this. He kind of came out after the game and said yes. something along the lines of, it's, it's the guys upstairs. Yeah, he it, said it was. He threw his bosses under the bus. Yeah, he said it was. Yeah. It was not my call. It was the bosses. Yeah, and which is which. I would. I would do the same thing as if I was him because he got all the hate for it at first, and this mm-hmm. isn't no surprise. Like Mark Cuban's a money man. He's a bi- business first all the time. Back in 2018, I believe he got fined six hundred thousand dollars because he went on a podcast and basically saying losing out is our best bet for the future. Yeah, yeah. So this is no surprise here. Um, I, I obviously love that the NBA took action because this has always been skeptical for many organizations, not just NBA, you know, NFL, NHL, MLB, like every, every team does this. It's just, if you get caught, you should get fined. Yeah, I think it's, I, all right, 855-616-1620. That's the uh, WTMJ talk and text line as a fan. Which is more important to you, your team winning or the fact that maybe they'll get a better draft choice? I think I think the Mavs fans themselves are more happy that they lost that game. I, I feel like that's the route the Dallas fans. Because I know if I was in their wow. position, like they had no chance of winning the, the playing tournament, let alone the first round of the NBA playoffs. So right. as a fan... I know if that was the situation for the Bulls, obviously it's hypocritical because I'm watching them right now and I want them to I know, win this but game. I think it's but, I think it's very hypocritical anyway because yeah. we all know we all know that one player is not. Look at uh, Zion. Yeah. Oh man, Zion's going to be the savior of the Pelicans. He's going to come to New Orleans and he's going to be the man till he starts eating about 87 po' boys and <laughs> uh, and he's hurt all the time. So one top draft pick. I guess I guess maybe I go back um I go back to that that old mentality of you know how about a little pride in winning. Yes, you don't you don't have a chance, but you're still going to get a pretty good draft pick cuz you suck this year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um what do you want to be known as? The guys who take take dives to move up one or two spots in the draft? I don't know. Here, here, here's a good example. Lat for, yes. for the football season this past year, the Chicago Bears, it came down to the literal last game of the season where the Bears needed to lose or they needed Carolina to win, basically, and they ended up winning. So because of that, they didn't get the number one overall pick. The Bears did. So in that situation, everyone wanted the Bears to lose those last couple weeks because we all wanted the number one overall pick. Which ended up happening. Yeah, but but that, that's a little bit I different because that's they still the number played one. Justin overall Fields, pick. they still played all their starters. Yeah, yeah, they did, they did. So mm-hmm. you know, they did. It didn't. 
you didn't go, hey, how come all the first-string offensive players are not playing? They were. How, hey, how come our middle linebackers are sitting on the sidelines drinking hot cocoa? No. Um, I, I agree with you. That, that is definitely a really good point because the Bears did have all their guys out there. But as a fan, I definitely wanted to see them lose just so we can get the number one overall pick. All right. Well, listen. I, Taylor says he's for uh, – Taylor texted in said he's for tanking. Maybe I'm. Uh, listen, I don't. I don't mind being the only guy on this uh, this side of the aisle. But uh, holy cow, no thanks. I am not. Uh, I'm not in favor of it. But I'm glad. I am glad that the Mavericks got fined. I don't think you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars is not going to really hurt the bottom line of the Dallas Mavericks. And I don't know if it will. I don't think it will be a deterrent to whoever's in that spot next year. By saying okay, we're gonna we're gonna sit our guys. We're gonna let them go. That's it. But uh, no thanks. I don't. Uh, I don't like it, Justin. It doesn't sit right with me. Intentionally losing. Understood. That's what's the. That's point? understandable. I and I'm also not naive enough to know that it's not a business. Like Listen. like when I used to play sports and like or if I was a professional athlete. I would never, ever want to lose on purpose. No way. No way. But as guys upstairs and for the future, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> that is the Mar- ultimate Mar- managerial Mar- cop-out. Like Mar- I love Mark it. Cuban like, <laughs> literally sneezes into $750,000. That's nothing for him. So I'm, I'm sure he doesn't care at all. <laughs> I love your boot licking to management, not our management, to just any any big sports management. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And but I listen. If fans were mad, I guess I would be on the right side of this argument. But it doesn't seem like fans care. Like you said, the Mavericks fans don't seem to care. You don't seem to you don't seem to be upset with it. Taylor, who texted in, he's not upset with it. Uh, I wonder if people would feel that way if you know if the Packers did that or if. Well, the the Bucks don't need to, so you know. But but if if the Bucks did that or any of it, um, I I I I don't understand. All right, if you want to jump in, eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Am I hopelessly out of touch, thinking that uh, you know I'm not a fan of teams tanking just to keep a draft pick? If I am, let me know. It's WTMJ Nights. The NBA fined the Dallas Mavericks $750,000 basically for taking a dive to ensure their draft pick. I am I don't like that behavior. I'm wondering uh, what you think, 855-616-1620, the WTMJ talk and text line. Jerry is in Waukesha. Hi, Jerry. Good evening, Brian. I enjoyed listening to you when you're on. And it's a very good topic. And Thank this you. is not the first time at the, ro- not the, first time at the rodeo with Mark Cuban. He's He's been down that road before. And as far as I'm concerned, he it couldn't happen to a better owner. You know, he's not a millionaire with a M. He's a billionaire, billionaire with a B. And and uh, he he openly admitted it last time. But I was telling your screener and uh, the uh, you you know what happened with the Houston Texans at the end with, with Chicago Bears. They they their game if they'd have kicked their support, they ended up in the tie. But did Lovey Smith, the head coach at, uh, at the end of the season? Chose the he's the philosophy. We win, like you say, Brian. You win. You don't want to lose in anything, no matter how unimportant the game is. He went for two. They won, and before midnight, he was fired. 
and uh, he yeah. stayed with the owners to keep his job because he he's like the third or fourth coach in a two and a half or three year period, and uh, he didn't have much to work with. They lost Deshaun Watson and everything, but uh, yeah, he didn't keep his job. But uh, that's the opposite of Mark Cuban, you know. No, and they had tried to win. get Lovey. You know, Lovey knew the pressure of trying of, of from the ownership to you know lose oh, that yeah. game and it's a hard family you know. to work for. That Houston Texan ownership is a hard, hard family to work for. They've been through a couple of coaches. They haven't had very much success uh, prior when JJ Watt first got there. They had a couple of good years where they made uh, playoffs and that, but uh, right. they they have not done very well over the last five or six years. And, no, uh, and it was and uh, that was. Newman, we all knew that that was going to happen to Lovey when uh, when he went for the two. Oh, we knew that. You know, that, it was like, all right, be, well, that's the way it goes. Jerry, I appreciate yep. the call. Thanks for jumping on. Have a great weekend. Uh, let's see. Heather says, is it any different than when a team sits all their starters after they lock up the number one seed in the playoffs? I would say yes, 100%. Because when you've secured the number one seed in the playoffs, you have worked hard to earn that right. You have won to that point. And now you are going to rest a few of your players. I don't think they should sit the whole time. But I think if you decrease minutes from your stars because if you're the number one seed in the playoffs you're anticipating a long run and these are the these are the athletes that are going to get you hopefully to the championship so you give them a little more of a rest um so yes heather i i do think i do think it's a little bit different in my opinion from uh, doug i don't like it at all that's one of the reasons i don't like the nba anymore it's close to being rigged 414 texter i am completely disgusted by it um the 414 worst worse than that is when Favre laid down for strahan to get the sack lead yeah, that was, that was not good either. All right, after the news, oh, man, we've got a lot of fun in the second hour. Be here. That's going to happen after the news, which comes your way after this. It is WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome, hour number two of WTMJ Knights Brewers Baseball coming your way in about an hour. They are in San Diego for game two of a four-game series against the Padres. All the action starting at about 8.05 right here on WTMJ. Right before the news, we were talking about the Dallas Mavericks getting fined $750,000 basically for tanking it uh, and sitting Kyrie and some of their other players uh, in their game against the Bulls, the NBA said, "Yeah, they did it. This is not how we uh, how we roll in the NBA." Uh, I agree. I don't think I don't think you should try to lose in any at any time. I understand the business machinations and defenses of it. Fans, some fans that have chimed in here on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at eight five five six one six one six twenty. Uh, say no, it doesn't matter. My man Justin doesn't seem to care. He, you know, whatever it takes. He's a lackey for the man. We we know that, but he's not alone. I seem to be a man shouting in the wilderness that hey, it's wrong to take a take a dive. Rod's been holding on. He's in Greenfield. He wants to jump in on this. Hi, Rod. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, so what yeah, do you think? I mean, my thought is. My thought is, if the season is a lost cause and there's nothing you can do to make it any better, I would t- I would 
myself deliberately tank it just because it would ensure something decent for for a possible rebuild. So if there is no way I'm going to get out of the cellar in whatever conference I'm in, and if I have one of the worst records in in the league, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get the best possible position in the draft to get the best possible player to start a rebuild and hopefully build a team around that person if it comes to fruition and he actually you know this uh, this person we would draft would be anything you know anything doable to you know to succeed in the league. Well, so far there hasn't been any evidence that that's the case. That because that your argument is is the argument of a lot of owners and a lot of fans, and it's 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 a fine argument, Rod. But it so far it hasn't borne itself out. And I, you know, I've seen and we've all seen. Uh, you know, I'm not unique to this. We've all seen number one draft picks or in multiple sports that are busts. So yes, Absolutely. I know. Even even if you're if you're the worst team in the league, you're going to get a good draft pick anyway. That's how it goes. So right. it just to right. me it just there there's an old school point of pride that I'm like I think I think the teams owe the fans to not to not intentionally take a dive. Right, and I mean, and that's just you know that's just the risk you take in in, in professional sports, whether you know any sport. Is you know, it, you, I mean, Tony Mandrick. Oh sure, was, was, yeah. Anybody, anybody one. you draft you know? can look great and then not not pan out. That's not that's not unique right. to the NBA, right? But, and I mean, and you're going to get that in any sport. You're going to get that in any sport. But I mean, that's something that you know ownership yeah, and front I, I guess office and you know, coaches I, would have to talk about. Your point of view, Rod, and it's it's shared by a lot of people. My man, Justin, uh, just to name one. But uh, we'll just have to. I'll just have to keep shaking my fist at the pro sports uh, gods and go, why do you let this happen? Rod, I appreciate you hanging on. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the call. Are you buoyed by the support of people, Justin, who think like you? <laughs> it's a positive takeaway. I think that's kind of what Rod was hinting at, is that if it is a lost cause, I mean, you might as well, get, gonna... you might as well get something positive from the season. But aren't you going to get something positive anyway? Not necessarily, because like those, let's say it's the last two games of the year, and you lose those last two games, that could be the difference from the 12th, 13th overall pick to the number five, number six overall pick, which is a huge difference. That's Again. that's football. That's football. More football terms. I feel like I was right. kind of talking there, but that goes for any sport, really. All right, listen, I'm. Uh... All right, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going down without swinging, and I'm. I'm not saying I'm going down. I just will have to. I'll have to keep my outdated notions to myself until it comes up again, and then I'll spout them another time, because it's just old school. That's. I wasn't brought up to lose, Justin. I play to win every time. <laughs> That's what I do. Play to win. Uh all right. It is Friday. Now, granted, this may seem a little trivial, but it's it's Friday. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I We talked about TikTok last night, and sometimes fun things come out of TikTok. Last night we talked about a movement that helped this woman who was growing things to feed people. Tonight I saw something, a TikTok influencer. She's also a writer, this woman. Ellie Rallo is her name. She put out a list of how drunk you should get at certain events. And she did it on a scale from 1, which is tipsy, to 10, which is obliterated. 
because we all know we've been to different different kinds of events and if you if you enjoy a cocktail now and again sometimes maybe you've had that one too many that just tip things over the edge uh and you're like ooh maybe I should have stopped so all right i'm going to ask i'm going to ask justin this and but then we'll give out some and i want you to give me events and where you think they would fall on this list. So, Justin, if you were gra- grading yeah. from zero or one rather, which is tipsy, to ten, which is obliterated, mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with an easy one. Sure. Being on a plane. Uh, let's go. Where with do a- you think the acceptable level is? Let's go with a three. Wow, you are a you are a very conservative young man. I, f- I feel this- like I feel like three is just kind of like a medium buzz. And I feel yeah. like I feel like that's uh that's that's plain that's first class. See, I agree with you on this. I think that's a conservative take. This author said six, which to me, like okay, 10 see, is okay. Like, so now, but now we kind of know like her scale. See, I was kind of like yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, we got We got to see what the scale is because six could be medium buzz. Well, if you're going by this, ten is ob- obliterated, which to me is blackout. Yeah, right? that's yeah. You forget. So you forgot is, your night. That's ten. Right. If ten is a blackout, five is five is the middle range. So, you know, I like our answer. I, I like your three, three. Four. Yeah, three four. Mm-hmm. I liked your three because on a plane, one, the the people around you can't get away from you if you're obnoxious. That's true. Two, if something were to happen, you have to have your wits about you to try to get out. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on three. I think six for her is way too uh, way too high. Yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah. All right. What about uh, you're a young man? Your friends are probably gonna start getting married. Now there's a couple different there's a couple different categories for getting ma- for marriages. Yeah, or I'm, for I'm, weddings. I'm already right? thinking about this. This is all right. Yeah. So, what about if um, what about if you're in the wedding? Okay, yes. You're a bride, your uh-huh. bridesmaid or a groomsman. So that's what I was thinking. It kind of depends what role you are in the wedding. If you're if you're a part of the wedding, ooh, that's hard cuz it's like you need to be sober enough to not look like an idiot, but obviously I feel like those are the people that are going to be more drunk than just kind of third-party friends. All right. So I'll go I'll go with like I'll go with a 6, but when the whole stuff is done and it's the dancing i feel like that could be like an eight all right well you you split it you yeah. split the difference is in it the seven wedding, she said a seven yeah yeah so because like if you're just a groomsman you basically have once the reception starts you're kind of done with your stuff you know if you're not the best man who has to give a toast you're just a groomsman so if you're in the wedding party she says a seven which makes which makes sense it's, and I also think a lot of it depends on how uh, the age. Like if you're a 25 year old and you're in a wedding, of course you're gonna, you know, you're gonna party a little bit harder than if, you know, if I'm going to a wedding, then I'm gonna tear it up. No, but you, you know what I mean. So, all right, a seven. What if it's your own wedding, Justin? What if someday you and your lovely girlfriend decide yeah. to have some nuptials? That, you decide to tie the knot, make an honest woman out of her. You're gonna be all uh, liquored up and sloppy. That's that's very interesting because for me I would probably be a lower number just because I don't know how comfortable I could be around all my loved ones just completely hammered, but 
Uh, I, I don't know. They're probably the same number. Probably a little, like a level under, but like maybe like a six. Probably maybe I could go seven. But okay. again, like don't want to look like an idiot, but obviously it's your wedding. Have the best time of your life. Yeah, I would tell. Now she agrees with you. You were right on the money with this with this list. Seven was her number. I um, I think at my wedding I was more like a yeah, five or six, so not a big difference from yeah. where you're landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because, and I think that can change as the night goes on. Exactly, you know, that, that, that's very like, true. When grandma and the aunts and and uh, older people tend to, you know, they tend to leave a little bit early, and then it's just the bridal party and the young friends and stuff. Then you can take it from your five or six up to your eight or nine. Uh, you don't want to black out and get sloppy on your wedding night. That would not be good. But uh, you know, I think I think for the bride and groom, it's got to be a sliding scale, culminating at like at eight tops. So you still yeah. remember everything. The last thing you want to do in a tux or a bridal gown is a vomit all over yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, yeah. You don't want to start your first day as a married couple with a hangover. Yeah, I would say eight is the ceiling for it. Your own <laughs> wedding, like you cannot go past an eight. That is that is safe. All right, we're gonna do some more of this. Think about a holiday that you have been involved with and the level of drinking that people do and whether it is acceptable or you're like, I can't believe at Easter brunch these people got so hammered. 855-616-1620. It's Friday night on WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. We're talking about the quote-unquote acceptable level of drinking at certain events uh we have talked about a wedding and that's why uh, connie jumped in 855-616-1620 the wtmj talk and text line connie says for our wedding we decided we wanted to remember everything about the day we toasted at the head table but didn't drink anything else i was 40 when i got married my friends were barstool racing yeah we've all been to weddings where people get uh a little nutty and i'll be honest there were a couple times as a groomsman in my 20s where, yeah, I was I was taking full advantage of that free, uh, that open bar. Because when you're 24, 25, and it's an open bar, and your buddy's getting married, and you're in a bad tuxedo, let's go. Let's, uh, let's have a little fun here. Let's do some things. Uh, what if, all right, what if there was an office gathering, Justin? What if there was a, um, you know, a company-wide event? Yeah. And let's say for the first one, it was in the new... The new offices. You know, we have beautiful new offices, beautiful new cafe area. What if they decided they were going to have like a a happy hour kind of cocktail thing there? What do you think the appropriate level of drinking and drunkenness would be at that event? Because I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a number in mind and I want to hear yours. I would go four. Mm. So all the bosses there, you're going to go four. So that's. That's, that's a little like, more than tipsy. That that's but, a little bit more than an airplane booze. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would stay around a three. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking three. I just didn't really want to say the same number again, honestly. But no, that's a, listen, I don't blame four. you. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think and then I want to tell the boss exactly what I think. Because because you, uh, you got you, you got to be able to drive home mo- unless sure. like you're taking well, the train yeah, or something. Like, but we're gonna. T- Obviously, we're you know we're doing hypotheticals where people are going to be safe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'll go four. I'll go four. All right. Now, if it was somewhere, what if it was at like a uh, a hotel? 
and they were, had a big banquet room. It was like a Christmas soiree, and there was an open bar and dinner <laughs> and uh, maybe a band. It was going to be a big blowout. Yeah, I'm going to up that to about six. Yeah, I was going to say six, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to be the guy who's a 10 at a company, uh, company function. Yeah. Because that is, uh, well, that would be the last company function you probably get to, uh, <laughs> get to attend. All right, these are the top, these are the ones that she said 10 or more. So blackout drunk, obliterated, or she, there's a couple that were more than 10. So a guest at a wedding, she said 10. Christmas Eve, 10. That, mm, I, no, 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 not Christmas Eve. Because, well, especially if you have kids, you got to get up Christmas morning and uh, to help Santa. And Santa doesn't want you all hungover. And nobody wants mom or dad under the tree vomiting on Christmas morning. So I'm going to have to call BS on Christmas Eve, 10. Christmas Eve's a good, uh, you know, a good night for a couple cocktails. Seven, maybe. What about you, Christmas Eve? You getting all tanked up, Justin? No, not Christmas Eve. I, I was th- I was thinking when you uh, sent it the break before. I was thinking about the holidays, and yeah. I put Christmas honestly probably at the bottom. Like obviously, New Year's Eve is number one. Sure, you'd get ten on New Year's Eve. Yeah, you'd get ten on New Year's Eve. But I put I had Christmas pretty low. Yeah. yeah see, Christmas Eve is different. I think for well, it's Christmas weird. Eve, I feel like that's more together. family. Rather than friends. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, I guess it depends on. Well, it depends on your family. That's true. Sometimes that is, you're that your is family, true. You gotta have. You know, if it's my where, family, everyone's got wine in their hands. <laughs> ex- exactly, and at some at some point, I'm like, well, I was gonna stop at three, but man, these people are driving me nuts. Hit me again, and then <laughs> we roll the dice. We get number four. So, meeting your significant other's parents. She put that as the lowest. That's a two. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I was going to say one or two. I don't care how nervous you're going to be. One drink, maybe with dinner, and that's it. And then as soon as the parents leave, then you drink just to relieve the stress. Uh, A first date. All right, you've been on a first date much more recently than I have, Justin. Same number. Same number, like two. Two? Yeah. Okay, she had it at a three, so about the same thing. I would, would like, do what she would do. Like, if she's got two drinks, I would go two drinks. If she's got three, I'll do three. There you go. Yeah. What if if you didn't know and she, you know, was a lush? (laughs) She, like, slammed a a bottle of wine and then ordered, you know, a bottle of Bailey's after dinner. I'm in for a long night. Taylor wants to know, what about Blackout Wednesday? Uh, I'm going to go 14 on Blackout Wednesday, Taylor. If you want to, you know, you want to know the truth. In the old days, that would have been fine. Um, on a plane, a six. On a boat, a six. We did that. Your parents' wedding vowel renewal before they start drinking is a five. After they start drinking is a ten. Second date's a four. If you're hosting a dinner party, she says four. I agree with that. You don't want to be too sloppy at your own dinner party. Um Home by yourself on a Friday. Five. Ten. <laughs> Ten? Wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Justin, we got to call your mom. You I need was, an intervention. Just was, sitting alone in the dark. That watching, was a joke. Watching that was reruns a joke. of old basketball, Bulls games for the <laughs> dynasty. I wish Jordan was still playing. <laughs> <laughs> if Derrick Rose didn't get injured. <laughs> Scotty Pippen, he was a punk. Headache by bot backside. <laughs> Where's my wild turkey? All right. Uh, 414 says, I've been a 10 at a company holiday party. Not a good idea. I still work there many years later and still hear about it. Yeah, there, people are not going to let you forget. All right, got to do this. Then it's news time. It is WTMJ Nights.
Now, more of WTMJ Nights. Rejected state songs. Come to Florida and die. All the good stories come from Florida. It's America's trailer park. You know that. Woo! Uh-oh. Brian sees some blips on his Floridar. Get ready to go from classy to trashy. This is Florida News. Woo! Yeah, once you hear the nature boy, you know it is time for Florida News on WTMJ Nights. You like how I tried to stretch that uh, that mispronunciation, George, Justin? To, I call you Jeez. Jordan, too. And, well, man, 7.36 on Friday. That's officially when my mind uh, shuts off for the weekend. We're going to have to figure this out. I, got, I need somebody with cables behind me to just give me, during the 7.30 news, while I'm listening to Adam, just to give me a, zzz, a little zap. Go, all right, let's keep rolling. Uh, yes, it's Florida news. Why Why wouldn't it be? It's Friday night, and it feels like Florida here in uh, the Midwest until Monday when it snows again. And then everybody's going to be complaining that we put our shovels and boots away. But, uh, man, I, oh, I love me some Florida news. I especially like Florida news that combines uh, nudity, grease, burglary, and trampolines. Grease. And pools. <laughs> I like it all. This story, has, this story has it all. Justin, you're laughing about grease. Hang on. A uh, man was arrested today uh, after he allegedly broke into two homes, then tried to evade deputies by jumping in a swimming pool and onto a trampoline, all while naked. I am never not amused by criminals who try to do their crimes while not wearing any clothes because I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Like I, one, I don't understand being a criminal. But okay, we know there's a lot of criminals, but. To throw nudity on top of it, and then to go from a pool to a trampoline all while—I don't want to think of—I uh, don't want to think of a dude on a trampoline naked. Now that I've put that picture in your head, let's continue with the story, shall we? Deputies say they responded about 2 a.m. to a report of a burglary at a home uh, and encountered the suspect, identified as 34-year-old Blake Tokeman. Now, if that's not a fake name for a guy who's naked and jumping on a trampoline and breaking it Hey, man, I'm Blake Tokeman. The uh, county sheriff's office said Tokeman smashed out a window to break into one home, then left and broke into another house. They encountered him at the second house. Body-worn camera video uh, released by the sheriff's office shows Tokeman running from the je- deputy, jumping into a pool, then climbing out of a pool, and jumping onto a trampoline. Took four deputies to get him in custody. Now, I know you were laughing, Justin. You thought, okay, you've got all these elements of the story. You mentioned Greece. Brian, I've yet to hear anything about Greece in this story. Well, Justin, for your information, in addition to being naked, the sheriff's office said the toke man was covered in wheel-bearing grease, peppermint oil, and blood. That was a party. He was at an 11. He was at an 11. They believe he may have been under the influence of an unknown substance or substances. Really? That's what you believe? That could not be more obvious. Uh, took three medical professionals to secure him to a stretcher. He is, uh, he's fine, but he faces a lot of charges, and he's in the hospital. Now, have, have you ever heard a story with all those great elements? This is, Nudity? This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is Florida, man. This, this is, is what Florida. <laughs> it's the humidity. It's the palmetto bugs. It's... A lot of it's the, all the old people, it's the trailers, it's Ron DeSantis. Uh, it, everything makes you crazy down there. 
I'm, I keep waiting. Uh, one, my youngest brother lives in Florida. I keep waiting for him to show up on the blotter. And I told him when he moved down there, I said, listen, if you ever do anything really stupid that gets you in the paper, you're going to be on the show. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I won't do anything that stupid. Thankfully, I think he's outgrown his, uh, his stupid phase of life. All right, now, this is a question of ethics. If, Justin, you are on the beach with your lovely girlfriend, you're down in Florida, you're on the beach, you're enjoying yourself, you're having a Mai Tai, uh, you're watching the waves come in, oh, my goodness, and then you see something wash up on the beach, and you say to yourself, that, that's pretty big. I better go check that out. What if it's a manatee that needs to be rolled back into the sea? And you get up and you wander over. And you think, oh, from a distance now it's starting to look like a tumbleweed. That might be uh, kind of fun. But no, it turns out it is a bale of weed. What do you do with that bale of weed, Justin? <laughs> do you make a fortune or are you a good citizen and turn it in? Oh, or do you just do you just run to the boardwalk, buy yourself a bong, and just start ripping it up, Tommy Chong style? <laughs> oh, whoa! You gotta. Oh, I don't even know. I guess you turn it in, right? I, I'm asking you, man. That's weird. I got your moral compass in in Florida. In Florida, is it legal in Florida? I don't know if a bale of marijuana is legal anywhere. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not you, sure you, that, you, would, you would have to turn it in. You would have to. I all right. I, I'm, a, I'm a good I, citizen. I think I, I think I would definitely have to turn that in. What, what if it was just a bunch of uh, wrapped bags in you know individual bags where you just peel one or two off the top? Turn in the rest. <laughs> keep one for yourself. <laughs> Maybe a little finder's fee. A little finder's fee. <laughs> yeah, finder's fee. It's like an agent. An agent gets ten percent. That's you know. true. Give it to the cops. I'm, I'm going to keep my 10%. <laughs> well, somebody did turn it in because this just happened the other day. A Florida beachgoer found on the Palm Beach shore, um, according to the U.S. Border Patrol, a marijuana bale. The Good Samaritan, uh, Good Samaritan stumbled on a 30-pound bale of marijuana, which was promptly seized by federal agents. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, that's something you can't just walk to your car with a 30-pound bale of marijuana. Hey, what do you got there? Nothing. None of your business. Um, this, the discovery comes a year after a snorkeler found 68 pounds of cocaine in the water around the Florida Keys. That package contained 25 br bricks of the drugs, and it was worth about $1.5 million. That I definitely turn in because that's, uh, that's too crazy. Marijuana, I'd probably I'd turn in a 30-pound bale just because I'd... I'd be like, this is way too much, and you get. I wonder if with you that. get anything. If you get like a reward for like turning in, I would hope so. Like, I you, would hope. That I feel the, like something. Uh, yeah, the the federal agency should agency should give you some sort of uh, you know little. Hey, that atta boy, good for you. Thanks for being a good citizen. Probably not. They probably could. They probably took this poor guy into a you know into the box and started. Asking him Interrogating questions. him, yeah. putting him under a sharp light, hitting him with a rubber thing. hose. Where'd you get the weed? I don't know. I was on the beach with my dog. Shut up. Thwap, thwap. Tell us. You know, these somebody somebody from a cartel is in big trouble. Because you start dropping 30-pound bales when you're supposed to be uh, smuggling them in. Mm-mm-mm. All right, one more Florida news story before we take a break. Uh, not as nude as the first story, but uh, still a little bit nudeness. A little bit of nudeness. A Florida man was found hiding in a tree Tuesday. Yes.
hiding in a tree, two hours after allegedly fleeing the police. This is a 33-year-old man. He was accused of speeding away from police during an attempted traffic stop. They used stop sticks to damage the Nissan Maximus tire. You know that you are in big trouble when they throw out those stop sticks and just blow out your your tires. All for a poof. That's, I'd like to see that someday other than in the movies. That would be. I don't want to see it on my car, but, you know, I wouldn't mind. Justin, if you want to make a run for the cops, just tell me where you're going to go, and I'll make sure that they drop the stop sticks. <laughs> okay. Purely selfish on my part. I understand. Maybe I get your bail money. Uh, <laughs> we definitely get audio for the show, so that would be good. So maybe if that's the case, if you're providing content for the show, maybe I can get uh, our bosses to kick in a little to get you out. We'll work. We'll work out the details. You know, we already we already have you doing all kinds of other stuff uh, after last night's show. So we can't. Uh, you know, you're you're building a takeout window for your sushi. You're uh, writing side. There's a you. I keep you very busy. But anyway, uh, he was in the car with his girlfriend. She was arrested nearby. Uh, she was charged with resisting, but. Then they were trying to find the guy. They called out the canine unit. Man, that's the last face you want to see coming at you as a, a police dog. Well, the dog did its job, finding, found him hiding up in an oak tree about two hours later. Body camera video showed the officers telling him to come down from the tree and warning him not to run away or they would send the canine Draco after him. That should be enough of a warning, don't you think? Hey, if you start to run, uh, see this big German shepherd here? We're going to just let them go. And nobody likes to do more than anything? Chomp on shirtless Florida dudes because they taste like coconut oil, and that's his favorite. So he moved down toward the end of a branch, appearing to, quote, run away in the tree, as one officer described it. He's literally in a tree right now trying to climb it like Tarzan, the officer said shortly before he was caught on camera. Um, and then he, tried, he failed to swing from one branch to another. Dropped to the ground after dangling from the branch and then tried to run away. What did we tell you? What did we tell you if you try to run away? Draco? Sick. Well, Draco got him. He was taken in, uh, into custody, charged with fleeing or attempting to elude police, driving with a suspended license, operating an, operating an unregistered motor vehicle, leaving the scene of a crash with property damage and two counts of resisting police without violence. Oh, my, my, my. I hope the climbing the tree was worth it. All right, that is Florida News. Oh, the stupidity that's coming up from there is never not entertaining. We'll take a quick break. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. Ryan Noonan, WTMJ Knights, Brewers Baseball at 8.05. They're in San Diego. If you could live anywhere else in the United States, cost is not an issue, where would you live? Well, the reason I ask is the Census Bureau has released uh, migration data to see where Americans were moving to. And two places really shot up. And they, they look at... Uh, they look at how many people are moving into a county and out of a county? And they do that all over the United States. The Around here, I will tell you that Milwaukee County was weighed a lot more people moving out of Milwaukee County than moving into Milwaukee County. Uh, Kenosha County also had a large number of people, more more people moving out than moving in. But around Milwaukee County, everything stayed pretty level. Until you went way up north. And then, man, everybody everybody seemed to want to go to the very northern counties in Wisconsin. Those All those counties 
had, saw a big increase in population. However, Texas and the state we were just making fun of, Florida, many, many counties in Florida had more people move from somewhere else in the U.S. into Florida than they had move out. Texas, big, lots of people moving to Texas. I, I know taxes are taxes in Texas a little bit less, um, but yeah, four Texas counties were among the top ten large U.S. counties that saw the greatest positive net domestic migration, which is more people moving in than moving out. Uh, that was from July first, twenty twenty one to June thirtieth, twenty twenty two. So Texas very I I've been to Texas. I don't know that I'd want to live there. And I've been to all the big cities in Texas and a few of the small ones. And I mm, there's just something about Texas. I don't know. And Florida, well one, I don't look good greased up and shirtless or naked on a trampoline. We've established that, haven't we, Justin? <laughs> I think we have. So that that's a no-go for me. And also like as I've t- I've always talked about moving somewhere warm, and then you know you look at a lot of the warm states, and maybe their state government uh, is pushing for things that you don't agree with. But then I look at ninety nine percent of the country, and you go, eh, I don't know if I was ever going to move. You just have to go where you want to live, and then deal with the politics of the state when you get there. I guess because if you if everybody waited to live in the idyllic place in the United States, then, you know, nobody would ever leave. Uh, Florida, Utah, and Washington were among the states that had more counties with positive net domestic migration than negative. Louisiana, Illinois, and California saw, saw more counties with negative values than counties with positive values. All counties in Delaware, Maine, and New Hampshire had positive net domestic migration. I wonder what it is about Delaware, Maine, and New Hampshire that makes people want to move there. I've never... I, I, Mm. No, I've never been to Maine. I don't believe I've been to New Hampshire, and I don't think I've been to Delaware either. I've not, I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in the Northeast outside of Massachusetts. So I wonder what it is. It sounds uh, it sounds very intriguing that so many people would want to live there. But yeah, people in Wisconsin, it, as the map the map showed, like I said, pretty much here in Wisconsin, once people are here, they're staying here. They're not moving out, uh, except if you look at a few counties. And it's, you know, big city, Madison, uh, Milwaukee County, Kenosha County. And that was, that, which borders up on Lake County, Illinois, that had huge negative domestic migration, too. So that that little area down in southeastern Wisconsin and uh, northeastern Illinois, all kind of people are flying out of there. And, uh, yeah, but then we got to go, we got to go up. All right, let's... Um, Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put everything together. It's about time to get out of here. It's Friday night. Justin has uh, leftover hamburgers and pasta. I do. I'm excited. The stomach. The stomach is grumbling. I I know. So I don't want to keep you too long. I want to make eight, sure eight you o'clock. have time to eat. Eight o'clock's eat. my dinner. Right after the news. Oh, right when you wait, right when you throw it to uh, Brewers Network. Exactly. Yep. Get Waiting things going. Waiting. And then it. you're gonna have a big weekend, resting up. Yes. After a couple late nights here, hopefully, this week. hopefully the Bulls will win this one. We'll see. Yeah, where are we uh, where are we at? We're at uh, end of the third quarter. Oh man, the Bulls have taken a one point lead at the end of the third. 
So Justin is happy. Now he'll eat his leftovers, and everything will be wonderful. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thanks for being part of the show. Justin, as always, uh, great contributions. Thank you for all your help. Everybody have a great weekend. Brewers baseball after the news here on WTMJ.